in a time in the world where there's so much divide and so much hate and so much frustration and so much negativity and to just watch all these individuals, all of these individuals, the police included, everyone, right? To watch all these individuals come together and just rally behind one message. And that message is to just keep pushing regardless of what's going on in your life. Welcome to the Words of a Warrior podcast. I'm Candy Wheeler, your host and founder of Warrior Women Retreats, internationally recognized conscious business coach, motivational speaker and author, but most importantly, human. On a journey just like you are. And together, we'll explore insights, tools, and practices to help you recognize your worth, see your potential, and bet on yourself so you can uplevel your life, leadership, and business. Each week, I will bring you profound wisdom, words of encouragement, and real stories of fierce resilience from inspiring creatives, artists, activists, and entrepreneurs. Trade in fear, worry, and self-doubt for deep healing, sacred remembrance, and divine inspiration to follow your excitement and connect with your true purpose. Grab your journal and get ready to take your power back. Welcome back, everyone. I am here with an amazing human soul, motivational speaker, and just really epic person, Jimmy Scroggins. I had to get him on the podcast because literally he just ran across the state. (laughs) And I was like, hold on, wait a minute, pause all planned content, and let's get an interview in with this guy because, first of all, that something as epic as that has to be documented and talked about. But I want to hear about how this experience was for you, Jimmy, and just what inspired you to run across the state in the first place, what your intention with it was, and also how people can support you moving forward. So Jimmy, can you just say hi to everyone, introduce yourself, let everyone know where in the world you're at and what you're up to these days? Hi guys, first and foremost, thank you so much, girl, for taking the time to have me on. I uh, am here in Arizona, of course. I'm a full-time motivational speaker, um, youth mentor, president of a nonprofit organization here in Arizona titled the For Life Foundation, um, where we just work to serve communities all across the state of Arizona and beyond, um, and just really try to just bring awesome opportunities and experiences to young kids and um, just really bring that sense of empowerment and entitlement and encouragement to a lot of individuals. Yeah, that's amazing. And before we dive into this run, because I know it's so fresh and I just can't wait to hear just how every single day went for you. What inspired you to become who you are as an example for others, as a motivational speaker, as an influencer, as a leader for, for youth and just for people in general to do amazing things with their life. What had you really step into this? Um, really, I mean, it was the, the hardship that I had to face growing up as yeah. a young person. Um, I won't say growing up as a young black person or growing up as a, as a poor kid or growing up as a kid in a ghetto, like just growing up as a young person and enduring so many different hardships and struggles and um, times of adversity. And I'm just like, yo, this is not it. Like, this is crazy. Like, there has to be something more out there right and and growing up in a neighborhood where I felt 
um, like the neighborhood was trying to constantly pull on me in so many ways and convince me that the negative routes was the best routes to go, you know? And um, so as that young kid and dealing with the, 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 the thoughts of suicide, the depression, the anger, the frustration, the anxiety, um, it was just, it was extremely hard for me. And then I can remember back to being that young kid in the classroom and sitting there just waiting and wondering if somebody was ever going to walk into a room and say, hey, you can be amazing if you want to be amazing, right? I look like you. I come from where you come from, right? Like, just listen to me and follow the steps that I'm trying to give you and you can be okay, right? And nobody came. And I was just thoroughly confused about that, right? I'm like, so when people get successful or when they like make it out of the hood, quote unquote, like, what do they do? Do they just leave? Like, this is is very weird to me, you know? And that was there all the time for me bless his heart, absolutely amazing individual, and my grandma as well, and I had a lot of other individuals that kind of came in and, and assisted throughout my progression in life, um, however, just being a young kid and trying to figure out life, it was really hard for me, and my mom had passed away mm-hmm. uh, when I was 13 years old, she was murdered by her boyfriend at the time, shot and killed, left to die in the driveway of her home, and when I got that information, it just almost broke me, right? Instead of me allowing that situation to sit on my heart and cause more negativity and more anxiety and more frustration, I simply looked at it and understood that um, we don't have the ultimate amount of time in life to just set goals and boundaries and and visions for ourselves and then think that we can then waste that time and, and for some reason feel like the success is supposed to still be there for us later on. Yeah. It's unfortunate that my mom had to pass away in order to teach me that valuable lesson um, and, and to teach me the importance of time. But in doing so, it helped create the individual that I am today. Um, I just started to put left foot in front of right foot, put my head down and really just focus and lock in on positivity and just promoting those positive thoughts and really trying to just build up my mind and get it to a point to where I had developed um, that like invincible mindset almost, right? To where mm-hmm. I felt like I could go out and conquer the world and just do absolutely anything. Yeah, that's amazing that you took something that could have been really dark and really traumatic. And instead of just staying there, you decided you were going to do something differently with your life. And now not only living that, but also sharing it with others and being a beautiful example of what is possible, especially for these young kids. So this year has sucked for a lot of people. So you just were, you were like, no, you know what? It's not going to be over. And in fact, it can be even better if you allow it to. And so you decided to do this 334 mile run across the state to really show people that they can keep going, right? And not only just telling them that, but also just showing them through running in Arizona heat. You guys, I don't know if you're in Arizona, but if you're not, just look up the weather right now. It's insane. What was the moment you were like, you decided like, you know what, I'm going to run across the state <laughs> and, and, and why? And then what was that like for you? What was that experience like? I mean, I've, I've traveled all over the world now, right? I've worked with um, young people everywhere from Arizona to Minnesota, North Dakota, Canada, Taiwan, Mexico. I've had all these awesome opportunities to interact with these young people and I'm watching what's really going on in 2020 and I'm just like scratching my head. Like, yo, this is, there's no way that I'm leaving 2020 
and this is going to be it. Like everybody's so negative. Everything's so negative on the TV. You turn on the radio, you turn like talk to a friend, you go to a family function. I'm just like, this is too much for me. I just can't deal. And then you take all of the COVID-19 stuff and you throw it in. You take all of the social unrest stuff and you throw it in. You take all of the politics and you throw it in. And now you take all the virtual schooling and all of these, the, the sports being taken away and all these other different things for young people and you throw it in. And then you tack on the fact that little Johnny, his mom just lost her job or Jamal, his dad just lost his job. And they're trying to find out where their next dollar is going to come from. Is the stimulus check going to come? Is it not going to come? Am I going to be able to qualify for unemployment? Am I not? What are we going to do? Right. And then you have young kids that are just like, I can barely learn when I was in a classroom. I definitely can't sit on the computer and teach myself. What, what am I supposed to do? And so I'm being reached out from, I'm, I'm getting reached, uh, calls and messages from all these people. And so many people are reaching out and they are just struggling in a major way, right? And the year just seems like it is just getting worse every day, every week. There's something else that's happening, right? So I decided, you know what? No, it's, it's not happening like this. There's, there's no way. If I can change someone's life during one of the hardest times that they are actually having, they will be better off for it right? Because for a lot of young people, this is the hardest thing that they've ever had to deal with, right? We all know young people and like, <laughs> they are pretty keen on like, this is terrible. This is the worst day of my life, right? Like <laughs> for a lot of young people, it's easy for them to take things and just make it just like absolutely dramatic, right? So because that's how their brains think, I had to tap into that brain power also and understand that if I was going to do something that was going to actually make a difference, something that was going to spark something or something that was going to get their attention, it had to be something absolutely insane. And this idea came, you know what? It is the hottest recorded summer in the state of Arizona in history, right? And I've never, ever run 15 miles, right? However, I'm going to go out and I'm going to run 334 miles across the state of Arizona, border to border. I don't care. It doesn't make a difference. I start training for this thing and I'm just like, probably wasn't the best idea. <laughs> Here we are, we get closer to the run. And uh, again, I, I simply just wanted to show young people that they can do hard things. I'm so sick and tired of everyone feeling like they're changing the world by simply just telling people things, right? I'm like, no, this, this isn't the way. I'm going to go out and I'm gonna actually show you what it looks like to just endure and to just per, to, to, to pursue a goal, right? To actually go out and just try and accomplish something at all costs. And so I literally had to sit down with my wife and have the hard conversation with her and say, hey, look, if I die, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's yeah. right. I mean, it's hot. Um, I've never done anything like this before. I don't even know if my body's prepared. I don't know if I'm prepared. I didn't go to the doctor and get some check up and like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we're just going to go out here and see what happens. And uh, I ran my first 15 miles. <laughs> I ran oh, my man. I was at the park over by my house and I almost passed out. And uh, that was it. That was the one time that I did 15 miles in one day and it was brutal. And I was afraid and my wife was afraid and she's just like, are you going to be okay? Like, how are you going to do 30 miles a day? if you can't even do 15, like I'm confused. And then let alone, you're going to do this every single day. 
So the question was like, when I had actually started the run, a lot of people were concerned and they were calling. And they said, hey, Jimmy, so I'm pretty sure you've done at least like a mile or I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure you've done at least like 15 miles every day for like seven days, at least to kind of get your body. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, I, why would I go out here and do a run? And I have, you know, like, I'm like, oh, what? Of course, you got, I would be a fool to not prepare. You know, when, in all honesty, I'm like, I just ran 15 miles the other day, you know. <laughs> That's now, I don't know. And um, so, I mean, we went out there and I just kind of trusted that uh, my mind would take over. And that through all of the hardships and the adversity that I had already faced in real life, um, I, I trusted that this run would be no different. Um, mm -hmm. So I knew that every turn and every bit of struggle, um, every bit of fatigue and every tear that fell down from my eyes, like it was all for a reason. And I had already been there mentally. So that kind of um, lifted a little bit of that pressure off of me and allowed me to just go out and just every day just go out and <laughs> and accomplish what I was I, I set out to accomplish. It was extremely difficult. One of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. Um, mm -hmm. I hated every single moment of it, um, but I also enjoyed every single moment of it. Um, it was extremely enlightening for me as well. You know, a lot of people probably wouldn't even understand this, but when I finished that run, I got to the end of that run and 334 miles later, right? After being almost chased by coyotes and running from <laughs> throughout the different reservations in the, in the state and um, 85 mile an hour semi-trucks passing by us as we illegally are running down the highway, right? Being escorted by law enforcement in all of the major cities, right? All these different things, all these different emotions. And one thing stuck out to me when I finished and it was, I was extremely upset with myself because my whole life I thought that I had been given a hundred percent to the things that I was doing because I was beating out so many other people right mm. so I have to be given I have I, like hey Jim you're doing a great job you're a hard worker you're a hard charger keep going you're doing great and I finished this run and I'm like so this whole time I've had this in me and I've been able to tap into this whole different part of my mind and my body and I've never done it and wow. so I think in, in that moment I really realized like what my full potential really is and it's honestly kind of scary uh, <laughs> it changed me for the better for sure and um, as I move forward now I'm just like it's like I, I don't even know really how to explain it it's just mm -hmm. my mind is just like so open I had so much time out there running for four hours, five hours at a time. And just the sun just beating down on me and my body just breaking down and I'm catching cramps and I'm just like trying to figure it out. And I'm just telling myself like, Jim, come on, left foot in front of right foot. You gotta get this done. There's a kid somewhere out there struggling right now and they need you to finish this leg. You have to finish this leg. This is a 15 mile stretch. We're not even thinking about 334. We're just thinking about 15 miles or we're only thinking about this 12 miles. And um, every single day I had to mentally just tell myself that I was doing it for all the right reasons. And it wasn't about me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can only imagine what that would be like. I just remember seeing the first 
uh, day of the run and being like, oh man, here he goes. <laughs> like, I'm struggling for you just watching this. But at the same time, you know, then I would log on and it'd be like day four. And I'm like, dang, Demi, <laughs> like, okay, keep going. You know, like just cheering you on from the interwebs and whatnot. And then just really seeing like, wow, what that must have felt like finishing out that race with all these people cheering you on. And I really would love to know like, what were your top favorite moments? And then what were literally the worst moments where you thought, man, this might be the, was there ever a time where you thought you might quit? Or was it like, no, I'm doing this? There, there was definitely a couple of moments where I thought that I, I, I might quit. Um, so the first 15 miles was absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. I'm coming through courtside and it's just like heel after heel after heel. And I'm just like, this was a stupid idea. Like here I am yeah. struggling. I'm hurting. My body is breaking down already. And I'm like, dude, you have 334 miles to go. Like at that point, it was no longer like, I just got 15, right? I'm like, no, like, all right, let's just be logical about this. Dude, you are tripping. This is crazy. And um, I, I, I remember I phoned my grandma while I was running and I'm like, girl, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. There's no way. And she's like, you started it now. You're going to get it done. Let's go. Just keep putting left foot in front of right foot. You'll be all right. People have done this years and years and years back when we didn't have vehicles and all these different things. And she's telling me about her stories and her struggles. And I knew in that moment, like, no, there's no way. All right, we're committed. Let's get it done. Just keep pushing Jim. Let's go. And then there was one other day where I was like defeated. It was, I think I had about, I had already run probably about 15 miles. And I, that day, I think I was going to do 18 miles and my body just started to break down. And in my left calf, I caught a cramp and then it went up into my hamstring and it like went over into my quad. And all of a sudden I'm like running all weird and just trying to like figure it out. I'm telling myself, like, I don't care. You're not quitting. If you stop, then that's it. We're going home. We're going home and that's it. It's over. I don't care. You have to get through this pain. You have to get through this pain. And all of a sudden, the cramps go over to my right leg, too. And I'm just, like, cramping up, and I'm just running. And at this point, I've somehow made it about probably about half a mile. And I'm just absolutely hurting. And I just hate life. I hate my body. I'm just like, there is just no way that I'm going to be able to do this. And I mentally just had to continue to just tell myself, like, you're not hurting. You're going to be okay. Keep going. Things will get better. Things will get better. Things will get better. And after I had done this for almost a mile, all of a sudden, like, that, my body just, like, snapped to. And I just finished out that last two miles um, with, without any cramps or without anything. And it really showed me the power of the mind because at that moment I was ready to just stop. I was ready to stop. I felt like I was literally like, I felt like my body was just like, like that was it for me. I felt like I was going to die. I didn't, it just hurt that bad. And I was just pushing through the pain so much. And it was a feeling I've never, ever felt anything like that. I mean, we catch cramps now and we fall over on the ground and start yelling and screaming, right? Our friends maybe come over and massage a leg for us a little bit. And we're like, man, that sucked. Right. And so imagine just being out in the middle of the desert, running down the highway, I'm catching cramps all over my body. And I'm literally trying to just 
just work my way and I still have distance to go right and then I'm looking out in the distance and there's just trees and just dirt and semi trucks passing by and snakes on the side of the road and I'm just like yo this is this is not this is not it this is not okay um but literally just convincing myself that I was not quitting and this is I was here to just ultimately challenge myself and challenge every other individual to just continue to go after what it is that they need to go after to get to wherever they need to get to. Um, it was it was an awesome moment of uh, of resiliency ultimately and me just convincing my mind to convince my body that I could go further. Right, um, that was one of the hardest days that I had to endure and one of the most amazing days for me was the last day um i grew up over in south phoenix for those individuals that don't know i mean south phoenix is kind of viewed as it's the ghetto it's the hood it's the drugs and the gangs and all this other nonsense um but on day 13 of this run in the morning i find myself running down a busy street 16th street and we are taking up all of the lanes at one point, And I'm just like, this is unreal. People are jumping out of their cars to come and run. People are running out of Circle K parking lots and grocery store parking lots. And they're joining the run on roller skates and bikes and scooters and skateboards. And I'm like, there's no way. There's, there's just no way. There's no way that this is actually happening right now. All the while we're being escorted by Phoenix Police Department and they're just phenomenal and they're shutting down everything. And then all of a sudden we get a, to a point where we cross over into the neighborhood where I grew up at and I just start crying. And I was just so emotional because at that point you have now individuals from rival gang neighborhoods coming out and they're rallying behind me and running behind me with a full police escort in a time in the world where there's so much divide and so much hate and so much frustration and so much negativity. And to just watch all these individuals, all of these individuals, the police included everyone, right? To watch all these individuals come together and just rally behind one message. And that message is to just keep pushing regardless of what's going on in your life, regardless of what's going on in the world. Nobody cares about your political affiliation. Nobody cares about your hardships. Nobody cares about your hate or your frustrations, your negativity. Nobody cares about any of that. Right now, we are simply focused on the mission. And the mission is for everyone to just go out and live an amazing life and then just keep putting left foot in front of right foot until they reach that, that success. And whatever that success looks like for you, is amazing, right? And that's awesome. And so to just watch this organically manifest in that last day, it was just so emotional for me and just so rewarding as well um, for me. And then also for individual, young individuals for years and years to come that'll be in those neighborhoods, that'll drive down those roads. And instead of maybe riding down those streets and just seeing drug dealers or crack houses or abandoned homes or you know, whatever it is, you know, they're able to look now and feel a different type of presence, you know, and, and remember back to like, holy crap, remember that guy? Like, and he was like running down the, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's how we spark change. That's how we make a difference, you know? So um, definitely one of the most amazing memories and I'll take it with me for all of my days for sure.
Yeah, I think I remember seeing the video on Virginia's page and, and just being like, wow, this is the most epic thing. Just seeing that finish in that moment where you're just like, wow, I did it. It's done. It's complete. God knows how much pain you endured throughout that whole thing. I'm just so inspired by you, Jimmy. And I know you did this for a good cause, obviously, to support your foundation. So can you talk a little bit about that and how people can support you in the things that you're up to with your foundation for kids. I know you also have this Christmas event that you, you know, collect bikes for kids and all of this stuff. Can you talk a little bit about your organization and how people can support you? The Four Life Foundation really just evolved out of just heart and passion and just care for community. And when I say community, I mean community. It's not one community. It's not the black community, it's not the white community, it's not the impoverished community, it's community. Like it's just people that are, um, that, that should be able to come together and feel that, and feel like they have the ability to grow and, and partake in all of the other things that individuals that come from probably better situations than they come from, right? People should be able to understand that, okay, I may not be where these individuals are, but Individuals are also here to still help uplift me and encourage me as well. And so with the For Life Foundation, that's exactly what we strive to do is to help those communities or help the, the, the ultimate community in, in ways that um, sometimes they're just not being helped uh, in whatever that looks like. Maybe it's young men's and women's retreats. Um, maybe it's something like we're creating now called For Life University, where we'll be taking a lot of inner city kids and putting them in positions to learn about finances and real estate, um, to learn about credit, right? To learn how to tie a tie, right? I mean, to simply learn how to manage interest rates and what that actually looks like. All of these different small things that can help them be better individuals when they get to their adult life. Um, and then furthermore, there are all of the different things that we do as far as Easter extravaganzas and backpack giveaways. And again, you mentioned the Christmas event, which started five years ago with one six foot table in the middle of a park. Um, I was taking Snicker bars and putting ribbons on them on a, a soda can and with a little bow. And that was, hey, Merry Christmas. You look great. and Have a great holiday season. And uh, it evolved into... Um, over 32, 3,300 kids that showed up to the event this past December. Um, we were able to give out about 7,000 toys to the kids, uh, over 200 bikes. Um, we coordinated with Phoenix Fire and Phoenix PD and just really try and just rally the community. And I get asked all the time, right? Why are you just giving toys to kids? How can that make a difference? It's not about the toy. It's not about the individual thing. It's just about the experience and it's about the opportunity for young people to be able to come and rally around their friends and rally around other positive individuals and say, yo, this is crazy. Look what's going on in my community. Look what's available to me and look what someone like me that came from all of the hardships and all of the pain and all of the sorrow and all the hurt, they did this. This is, this is absolutely insane, right? That's really what it's for, you know, again, to just empower the community ultimately. So I've been able to team up with 
one of my buddies, Ernesto Jimenez, uh, he runs uh, Icon Mechanical here in the Valley, uh, HVAC refrigeration company, and they're just absolutely amazing. Um, he's the vice president of the nonprofit. And so together, we've just been working to just really just change the game um, uh, for the state of Arizona and just really try and just answer the calls. We've been able to offer scholarships to uh, graduating seniors. Um, we've been also able to assist with young kids that are showing that they are going to class and they're, they're, they're doing everything that they're supposed to. And maybe they're just struggling because they don't have adequate transportation to get from work or get to school or get back home. And so we've also been able to assist young kids with down payments for their vehicles. Um, just again, just all around, just trying to be there for the community and really being that bridge between the success that the young people want and the hardship in which they're facing, right? How do we help be that bridge and, 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 and help these kids cross over into that realm of success and be um, also most equipped when they do get there, right? So that's what the For Life Foundation really embodies, um, just community and character and empowerment um, and just taking individuals overall and just helping them understand that together we can actually achieve whatever it is that we want to achieve. Oh my gosh, I feel inspired just from this conversation alone. I'm like ready to go out and make a difference. But um, where can people go to support the foundation and, and to support you going forward? And also just to keep up with you and stay motivated, stay positive in their life. You can find me probably on every platform from Twitter to YouTube to Facebook to Instagram on the Facebook. If you type in Jimmy Scroggins, I'm pretty sure you can filter between the ones that don't look like me and the ones that do um, and, and, and find me there. Uh, and then on Instagram, you have uh, at just keep pushing JKP um, as well as at for life foundation on Instagram. Um, again, I'm on Twitter, on YouTube, and you can look up Jimmy Scroggins and you can find me there as well. Um, I mean, the for life foundation uh, and just keep pushing. I mean, through all the events and, um, we're always looking for awesome individuals to come on board and just to help in a lot of different ways. Um, but we also kind of filter those individuals also, right? I wanna know who you are and I, I wanna know what your background is and I wanna know if you really do care about the community. And if you don't care about young people as much as I do, as much as my partners do, then we're not interested in dealing with you and it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just that we actually need that positivity and we need that energy so that it can go further, right? So that it can stretch further because one or two people can't just do it alone. So we're always looking for awesome individuals to come on board and help volunteer um, on different levels. And then we're always also looking for other individuals to help in ways of donating. A simple $1 donation from a million people will go a long way, right? I mean, a $1 donation from 35 people will get another bike for a kid for Christmas, right? So um, I'm never the individual that's like, oh man, that guy only donated 35 cents. Like, I'm like, oh man, fantastic. Like, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we have young kids all around the country now that like, they donate a dollar, right? Like, they're like, hey man, I donated a dollar. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, right? So um, yeah, I mean, there, there are tons of different outlets for individuals to get in contact with me. Um, and then if you have any questions or, I mean, I'm such an open book. Hey, you can give me a phone call. You can send me a text message. You can send me an email um, at jkpushing at gmail.com. 
um, or at impact at forlifefoundation.com as, as well. Um, and in time, I'll, I'll do my best to give back to you guys for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Jimmy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for being willing to share your experience of your run and just spread the message that, you know, this year doesn't have to be over for everyone. And I know so many of you listening probably feel that way sometimes. And I just would love everybody to listen to this and be inspired just like I am right now to continue to do your own warrior work. So Jimmy, thank you so much for being here. Um, and yeah, everyone listening, we'll catch you next episode. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Candy, thank you again so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. And I hope that there's somebody at home that um, if, if you're having a bad day or you're feeling um, a little discouraged today, I, I hope that this was able to just maybe pep you up just a little bit more um, and, and just kind of inspire you to go out and live your truth and to just be mm -hmm. amazing and all that you do for sure. Thank you so much for tuning in with me on the Words of a Warrior podcast. I am so happy you stopped by and would love to know what you took away from this conversation. If you feel so moved, please feel free to share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes so that we can keep getting this message into the hands of the people who need it the most. Let us know what you loved, topics you want to hear more of, and your favorite words of a warrior. Until next time, keep taking back your power, following your excitement, and unapologetically living the life you were born for.